up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. What's up, mamas? Here we are. We are creeping into the end of the summer. And I wanted to bring a mom to the forefront. I wanted to shine another light on this mom that we all love and adore, someone that we all grew up with, someone who was on our television screens that sort of pointed us in the direction of what was cool, what was hot, what was fly. My girl and yours, Mama Ananda Lewis. I wanted to bring her on today because even though in October of 2020, she revealed that she had been battling stage three breast cancer and it has been obviously the hardest chapter of her life, there has been so much light, so much progression in her getting to know herself, so much wisdom gained from such a complicated time. And sometimes when it's the darkest, that's when the light peeks through. I love her story so much. I initially did this podcast episode with her. It's episode 28 here on Mama Stay with Tanika Ray. This part of the interview you never heard. So this is all new information. This is all the kiki after what episode 28 could hold. And I'm super excited to bring it to you. It is our lightning round. More stuff. She talks about love here. She talks about healing. And she also talks about where she is now in her cancer journey. So please welcome to the mic, our girl, We love her. She is my sis of all the people in the business, of all the other television hosts. She and I are the most alike. She and I are aligned. She and I sort of live outside of the box. She and I move with the flow and we really celebrate freedom, freedom of ourselves, freedom of our expression, freedom of everything that we are. Oh, and let me not forget without apology. I adore her. You will hear me saying this multiple times because really, truly, I think it's important for us to let people know when we love them, we love them, especially in these crazy days where we are feeling a lot more disconnected than usual. So let's bring her to the mic. Ananda Lewis is newly single and she lives with her son, who is a bright light, and her father. So let's pick it up right there. Okay, so you decided with his dad to part ways. Yeah. Got divine timing. 
Uh-huh. But then going forward, what's up? Are we dating? What do we do as moms? How do, we, we, how do we date as mommies? I looked out. Oh, am I even talking about this? I don't know if I can talk about that. <laughs> Whatever okay. you want to say. As she drinks her concoction. <laughs> this is my herbal cancer fighter tea with milk and, or half and half and butter in it because I'm fully on keto. Oh, full fat like dairy? Oh, yeah. Full fat dairy is... I do only grass fed everything, right? That's the higher level you need if right. you're going to do meat. Otherwise, all those things they say about meat and dairy are true. When it's high, uh, when it's grass fed, it's lower in deuterium. Deuterium is what creates all those problems and why it's a problem. Otherwise, I mean, our ancestors have always eaten meat. And you look at the, the Maasai tribe, they drink cow's blood and cow milk. That's what their main state. So I think you got to know your body. I've had my body tested. I know what my body can tolerate and my body thrives with animal proteins and stuff. So, so you're O, you're O blood. Yeah, I'm O something. Positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I get that whole week. And I did, like I said, all fruit, 45 days. I was vegan for a year and a half. Like I believe those things work, but you have to know what your body needs. It's not just for the sake of it working for someone else. It'll work for you. Know your body. My body cannot thrive on that. And cancer feeds on sugar. That's its number one most favorite food. So it is important for me to have almost all the sugar cut out of my life. I'm down to about 10 carbs a day, maybe 15. And it's grueling, but it's worth it. It's discipline. It's like, I don't even go smell other food. I just eat what I need to eat. Girl. So no restaurants. I guess restaurants have keto items now. They do, but they also have a lot of, most of them don't have the grass fed, blah, blah, blah. Like that to me is the most right. important thing. Right. And on days I can't get that. I fast. I fast about two or three days a week, full, full fast days. Because that is also important for starving cancer. There's all these wonderful things we can do for free. And hopefully now that I've gotten to another kind of ability to do a little more work and then I got to kind of cocoon when I'm in treatments, I'm really cocooning, right? I have hours and hours of stuff to do all day from breathing to making stuff to cooking for myself. It's, it's busy. Healing is busy work, <laughs> um, okay. worth it, but busy. And so I get these moments where, you know, you won't see me on social media for a while. I, I'm not a social media addict anyway, but I just, I'm like, I just want to add this. Like, that's all I want you know, you don't need to know what I'm doing every day, but I just want to tell you this. So I, I add and help where I can, and I'll be able to do more of that um, coming up soon. I'll be on a little more stable part of the treatment. So I just want you to know how much of a professional you are that you just took that boyfriend. Is there a man in your life combo? You're a fucking pro. It's unreal. Turned it into teas. I will say that love is important and necessary for moms. Absolutely. And the kind of love you choose is up to you. Mm. But have the love. Yeah. It's so important. And I say, I just did a solo podcast that'll be, it's out this week where I said, every mom needs a shoulder to cry on, even if it's a pillow. Every mom needs to get hugged, even if it's from a seven-year-old. I'm going to ask you our mama stay questions that I sent to you if you have them at the ready. Oh, I don't. You don't have to. You can think oh, of it. You're quick right. on your feet. I'm good on Yeah, I'm good live. <laughs> the three things that you must have in order to be the best mommy you can be. Lip gloss. <laughs> I'm not mad. Patience. I've been working on that. Me too. Um, and time to myself. Girl, that time to yourself is vital. It's yeah. hard. But yeah. you have your dad, so which is great because your dad can be like, dad, I got to go. Watch the kid. That is amazing. That creates its own issues as well, having your older parents live with you, but it has been very helpful at times. Yeah. As my daughter creeps closer, because she's like, Mommy, your time is up. 
Oh, she put you on a timer. Yes, honey. She's on spring break. She's like, what time are you going to be done? Because <laughs> we're going to, we got to do stuff. She's such a delightful, bright young child too. I see what you mean by the light because your daughter definitely has that. And she's so smart and capable and aware. And that is all you, mama. I mean, bravo to us, right? We are it is not out. easy to raise a brilliant, light-filled child, but God saw us worthy, so. We were chosen. We were chosen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. When you have five seconds to yourself for this alone time, what do you do? I manifest. I carry stones in my bag. I have like, I, there's stones I love. And I really believe, I don't think crystals have power. I don't idolize them, but I think we've been given a lot of tools by the divine to use on the planet. Yes. Uh, we are all energetic beings and these stones have energy. I, you, you don't believe it. Go rub them together in the dark. They spark up, they, they glow. There you go. So yes, I have, well, I, I would have, listen, I have my big, these are my main ones. Let me just grab a real quick. Oh, let me see it. My main, this is my, my magic wand, my selenite. Selenite. Beautiful. Um, oh shoot. What's this called? Uh, citrine. And these are my, these are my main manifestors, right? And so when I'm praying, when I'm manifesting, I'm, uh, my stones are just amplifying my energy and I use them literally. I don't carry these. I carry smaller ones. These won't fit in my bag, but I have a small opalite wand that I carry in my purse and I'll just grab that and hold it in my sternum in my central, you know, area and just watch the day that I want to unfold the way I want it to unfold or a, a, like a particular business or project. Like I just see it happening the way I want it to happen. And I feel the joy and the gratitude of it coming out the way I want. And then I open my eyes and feel energized to go make that happen. One thing I think we do incorrectly, not me, but the we, the, the larger we, like the general idea of just praying for something or just doing it in your mind. Once you do that, that's a vital step. Once you do that, now you have to do the physical work. We spend too much time waiting for things to happen. We are given these bodies because we physically are here to make things happen. Yes. We use the energy, but then it has to come through your physical self and come out into the world. So then I go figure out what I need to do on a physical level to create what I've seen myself creating. That's faith what I do. Without, faith without works is dead. Yes. <laughs> But I'm inspired by how big your little crystals are. I need, I want to take like this trip to New Mexico and just store. Oh, I want to go dig my own in Arizona. Do you know there are places you can dig your own? I don't know if they're open now, but that has always been on my bucket list. Like I drove to the Crater of Diamonds. I found these massive gems. Oh my gosh, they're right here. Because I pulled them out of my safe. They're right the here. Crater yeah. of Diamonds? Oh, diamonds in, in um, near Murfreesboro. Oh, I guess it's in Murfreesboro, which is near Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. And it was my 32nd birthday. I drove out there with just my one pit bull I had at the time. The cops pulled me over in Oklahoma and tossed my car. They accused me of smuggling drugs because I was a woman driving alone. Through. It was a horrible moment. But then a beautiful ending. I got to the Crater of Diamonds. And you just, you pay $3, maybe it's 6 now, to go in and dig. And the earth just gives you whatever she gives you. And this is what I got on my birthday. My 32nd birthday, the earth gave me this. I chipped this off and then I saw the sparkles under the mud. And then, and now I have it. I mean, I dug this myself. Isn't it gorgeous? That is a, do you have a name for it? That's beautiful. I, don't, I didn't name her. I just marvel at her. And you can see, I mean, this is what a stone, this is a perfect analogy of us. This is this, you know, you would never think that's anything. It looks dirty and broken and rough and it's just a rock. But when you look inside, look at the magic, look at the power, look at the beauty. That's all of us. It's, I don't care what your exterior is. What does this look like? What does this feel like? I love that you brought this up because 
we talk a lot about black girl magic, but nobody like really analyzes that. This, oh, I know. Gorgeous. I'm crunchy, but you take it to the next level. Girl, I'm, I'm <laughs> black girl magic. <laughs> I want to go buy that shit. You're like, let me go dig it. That's next level. And I took all my own tools, of course. <laughs> of course, duh. I know you got your cabinet. Oh, beautiful things. Ooh. It was such an amazing, I want to take my son now that he's old enough too. Oh, he would love that. He loves the mud just like his mama. And then, <laughs> connecting our babies to the earth is everything right now. It is, it, it is a trip that I've got to I've got to take. But I love that you said that because we talk so much about black girl magic. It's this thing like black girl magic. It just kind of is this pervasive thing out there. But I started creating these events for our little girls, specifically just because I have one where they can learn how to manifest, where we make despachos and we put leaves and flowers into this mandala i'll have to send you pictures my girlfriend learned how to create these in peru with some of the shaman and to have these girls there they can write their goals and dreams and what they want to manifest on paper we fold it we put it into this flower mandala we pray over it we put it in this package and then she burns it to release the blessings Oh, and a that ceremony to let our babies know the power that is what manifestation is that yeah. is where magic lies is yeah. everything and we are a piece of this earth we're made of the same stuff that's why the earth contains things that can heal us because they communicate with us right we're communicating with trees and plants all the time you're either aware of it or you're not but when you breathe out they're breathing it in you are in a symbiotic relationship with this planet and it is there for you to use I'm surprised you're not out in the jungle somewhere. When you, I am sometimes. <laughs> when you move to the jungle and buy thousands and thousands of acres, let's build a compound. I'm so let's do down. <laughs> let's get the farm going. Let's have Khalees come. Let's do Some it. Solar panels. Let's catch rainwater. I'm all, that's all me. And so us, we get squished into these cities and we still figure out little ways, you know, but that is like dream life to me. Well, I mean, the universe is pushing us that way. We don't have very much choice these days. It really it's, Why it's, are we still here? We got to move outside of this fucking city. It's, it's, ah. Um, my greatest mommy hack is? My greatest mommy hack. <laughs> Early on in life, I showed my son how to deep breathe. He was about two. When he was throwing fits and tantrums, yes. I said, da, 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 and we did, a, we breathe, we breathe. And now I've watched him. He'll get in a moment, he'll be like, and he'll be frustrated and he'll go. And he'll close his eyes and stay still for as long as he needs to until he's able to reenter this, the experience and, you know, have a different outcome. And that for me is one of the most important things I've ever taught him. It will serve him the rest of his life. Information will come and go. Sometimes facts will change, but he will always be able to come back to his own center because I showed him where to find it early in life. And as a black man on this planet, especially your ability to calm yourself down in a moment and not become part of the problem is vital to saving your life. And I needed him to know how to protect himself from other people's bad energy too. Mm. And it does all of that. And that so was, for me, that was the best mommy hack. And it serves me well. When he gets mad at me, he'll go take a breath. I'm like, thank God, because I don't want to smack him. You know, thank you for calming down. He can, he really regulates himself beautifully. And I'm so proud when I see him do it. That is a huge gift that yeah. you've given your son. I'm definitely giving my daughter that. Yeah. And, and you too early where it becomes habit, right? Yeah. He doesn't think about it. He just doesn't. Remember emotions and fire. I, she, even though her breathing is a little... <sighs> 
a little bit more intense. The breathing's happening. The breathing's happening. She's doing Aries rising breathing instead of Pisces. <laughs> yes, ma'am. With the emotions, but we're working on it. It's, it's a constant, it's a constant work in progress, but. I also are, thought healing with his putting on his hands. And I love what the Bible says about that, how Jesus did it. I think all religions can offer us beautiful truths to pull out, you know? And when I told him about, you asked me specifically how I told him and I never really answered that. In episode 28, there was a beautiful moment where Ananda was telling me about when she broke the news to her family that she was in a battle with breast cancer. She expands here on what her son's response was. I mean, that must have been the hardest person to tell is the person that you created in your body that your body is now betraying you. I love what she says. It is, it's something we can all learn from really. Children are so wise and they are always our teachers. Listen to this. He was one of the people that reacted best because of the things I told him. He was seven when we got all this news. And the first thing he did was said, let me, let me just put, let me just try to heal it. And he rubbed his hands together and he closed his eyes and he laid them on my chest. And he just sat there and gave me energy. And I burst into tears. It was, it was so, it was so many things I couldn't even describe all in one moment, right? That I had created this little boy who knew his power, his actual power, not his theoretical power, his actual physical power, right? The physical power that his body is, the battery, the energy source that his body is, and that he would first think to harness it and apply it to me in that moment. I I don't think I've ever recovered from it. It still makes me teary-eyed because it's, again, something that will serve him forever. And so when he would bruise or bump his legs or fall or do whatever, he would take his little hands. He'd be crying. He'd be like, "Ah, ah, ah, and he would put his little hands on it. And I have him imagine the glittery light, glittery light. I can't talk. You know, I had a speech impediment until I was eight. When when I get emotional, it comes up. Glittery. (laughs) I still can't say it. Glittery light. (laughs) He would watch it coming down through him or wherever he pulled it from. And he would put it on his little body and he would be better. You know, he wasn't crying for 20 minutes about it. He'd be like, all right, well, I did what I could do. You know, my body's going to heal. He just has this really innate understanding that I am so grateful for. Babe, but that's you. That's you. I know that you are such a conscious mom. You're so intentional. And he could not go down that path unless you breathe life into that. You made that real for him, which is what we conscious moms are doing. We're showing them you have the power. We talk about it all the time. My daughter can scream, oh my God, this hurts. I go, remember, you can heal yourself. Put your hands, yeah. Just direct your energy to that place, yeah. I mean, I want to be here to see the world that these children get to create because it's going to be so much better if the planet doesn't blow up prior to that. Well, Well, yeah. As the Dalai Lama said, if we taught kids how to meditate, if we taught all eight-year-olds how to meditate, violence would be, it would disappear from the planet in like a year. I agree. And it's just real. It's real. When I was pregnant, why didn't they tell me? Actually, when I was pregnant, because I went straight to midwives and barely dealt with any doctors, they did tell me everything. Like what I would have said in an answer would have been, I wish I would have known not to clamp the umbilical cord immediately when my baby came out. I wish I would have known that the vitamin K and all these shots they give them block their immune system from fully developing that do not, don't not do it, just do it later. But I knew all that. 
I knew all that. And my baby got 100% of his blood. I sat there and watched the blood go into his body from the placenta through the umbilical cord and disappear into his body. He got 100%. That's because I birthed at home without the ability for anybody to come mess with me and tell me to do something or give me some drugs I didn't need or do. I was willing to withstand the pain that I perceive as our rites of passage, right? We don't have a real rites of passage that a lot of cultures globally do. Ours is kind of the birth or in the case of boys, unfortunately, you know, it can be violence. But I knew that was my rites of passage and I wanted to go through it. I wanted to pass the test, you know, and so I just did it at home. I was like, whatever it happens, however it feels, I was ready to go to the hospital if I needed to. I had a backup plan because things happen and you want to be prepared. I wanted my baby well, but I also knew that I could take a lot more than I thought I could. And I and I was right. What so, is this clamping? I, like, I don't get it. Why Why would they not want our babies to have all their blood? We do so. I don't really know what it. they believe or think. I think they think their medicine can accommodate for what, you know, we don't give them that God intended for them. I don't really understand but it, but I know. That. We always want to replace the shit that God has created. Why? Because we can charge $5,000 per shot because we can get more women in and out of the uh, maternity ward because it's faster. I sat there for 30 minutes. They ain't letting you sit nowhere for 30 minutes in the hospital, not doing something. They have a different mentality and it's a rapid fire mentality. And that serves people well in an emergency situation, but it does not serve pregnancy, delivery and labor well at all. I mean, I had to pay for the golden hour so they would leave me the fuck alone with my baby for an hour. I had to pay for that. (laughs) What the the world? This world is backwards, girl. We just keep on keeping on. Oh, Lord. Um, You have to be your own advocate and do your own research and information. What you know is what should guide your life, not what other people are just telling you what worked for them. Don't even believe what I say works for me. Just look it up for yourself. Everything is available right now. Like we are living in the most access to information we have ever experienced in the history of women, people, humankind, right? So take advantage of that. Don't just believe what your doctor says. Look it up. We look what you're told, figure it out for yourself. We are living in a time where hopefully, and it looks like people are starting to question the indoctrination. They're starting to question, well, this is what we've always done. Yeah, but is it serving you? I'm grateful for that. I'm eternally grateful for the awakening because what's been going on is not for our greatest good. It's just not. It's for the bottom line. It's for getting more patients through and all that. But we have got to wake up and understand that nobody's coming to save us. We have got to save ourselves. Period. Uh, amen. Amen. Okay. I have a couple questions left. I know I have you a little over time. I don't even know how you're going to answer this question. Okay. Me either. <laughs> What's your fave guilty pleasure? Ooh. Oh, like what category? It don't matter. Whatever, whatever way it resonated with you. I have shifted the idea of guilty pleasures in the last four years because now the things that I used to consider guilty pleasures, I consider my right, like going to jam, being free to sing, even if I sound horrible, having a good time and being who I am in the world without worrying about what anybody thinks about it. That used to be like, oh, I'm going to go out there and just have a moment of freedom. Now I'm like, I'm going to be free all the time. Yeah. And you figure out what you want to do with that. So that's no longer a guilty pleasure. I think just going, taking extended periods of time by myself, I used to feel guilty about because when you're mom, I mean, you just automatically feel like all your time should be devoted to your children. But if, if you want to be the best mom you can be, some of that time has to be just devoted to you. And it took me a long time to really embrace that and get it. God, my guilty pleasures today. I can't do no sugar. So it ain't donuts. I know. Girl, it used to be donuts, but that led to a whole mess of stuff. Sleeping in, 
I have, I have a real strong work ethic. So getting up and getting to it is important to me. When I let myself just sit in bed, and, and of course it's on the weeks that my son's with his dad because I don't have to get up and take him to school. So I can just stay in bed. I will just sit there with my stones and do whatever, or I'll sit and finally look at my phone. I don't have much time for doing all the social media and keeping up with everything. So I'll just go through and look at what I missed and try to catch up. And that's so much fun. I see so much fun stuff. People are so amazing. <laughs> the internet is undefeated. I just, I laugh. It's so good for me. I don't do it much, but it's so good for me when I can do it. I would say that's my guilty pleasure, like really diving into to the internet and seeing what's out there. What are you going to say? You don't watch TV at all, TV woman? I don't. I don't even have cable. You know, again, healing is a full-time job. And the times that I do sit around, like I love Ozark. So when the new like episode, half a season or whatever came out, I was like, I gotta do it. But I watched it, enjoyed it and felt so guilty that I wasn't sitting in front of my red light or in my sauna or up. Like there's so much I have to do that sitting there watching, binging any show takes literally time off my life. That's how I look at it because the things I do keep me alive. And so I, it's not even a contest when you look at it like that. But there are still times I'm like, I'm exhausted. I've done everything I needed to do. I'm taking, I'm going to stay up late and take three hours to watch this. And when I do, I There's nothing wrong with getting joy. Joy also leads to your recovery as well. It does. It does. But you know, TV doesn't, I don't, there's not a lot that brings me joy there. So I have my joy in a lot of other places. Isn't that funny? We have the same relationship. It's just, when you're in it, you see behind the curtain, you're like, eh. You're like, yeah, yeah, but you see the manipulation. You've already seen the Oz, the puppet master. You're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. But then there's some stories that come along that come along that I love. Like my son and I binged um, Raising Dion and I will do the binge time with him. Like my mommy time is different than my me time. So I'll do it with him on his shows. I love that show. And I love the producers. I know one of the producers, Poppy is amazing. And they've created such a beautiful vision for a young black boy, especially. Right. But all children really. And I love it. It's, it's dope for us. So yeah, the fact that we even have shows that go, that get through the, the veil of crap that actually are something in these days. Cause when we were growing up, there was literally nothing. I mean, that's not fair. Facts of life. We try to, but we were so good at just kind of taking 2D and like, I see myself. Like right. that's the one thing I'd want. Yeah. Yeah. I see myself. Yeah. And we were nowhere on there. And I used to watch that a lot. Which one? Gilligan's Island. I'm a little older than you. So that was my, when I'm not, I think I am. I just turned 49. Okay. Well, okay. You know, <laughs> This is where my oh, daughter's meeting. Thank you. I'll be with you Akisi? in a second. Yeah, Akisi. Akisi, love did you, that. Did you, does your son read that? He is, a, he's so advanced. He's into these thick novels that are like deep dives into like African central hero characters. So Children of Blood and Bone. He loved the one that somebody punches a hole in the sky. What's that kid's name? No. Oh, it's a great one. He goes to this alternate world where um, all these African-American historical I can't explain this well. Tristan Strong punches a hole in the sky, right? So this central character, this young black kid, and he's put into this world of fantasy where all like the black and African heroes of lore, like mythology exists. So Anansi the spider and all these beautiful characters, the Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox and all these from our time here in the States being enslaved, but also from our history and, and origins in Africa Ooh. come together beautiful world it was so we had so much fun reading that book tristan strong punches a hole in the sky and we've read like all the next ones too afro futurism is that yeah. our, our frontier okay ish yeah. Yeah. my daughter's seven so we'll get there you'll we'll get, get there yeah we didn't get we didn't start that till he was about eight or nine 
Okay. And your son's 12 now? 11. 11. 11. But like he's real, like growing up, like he's real, like he's at that point of like turning into a young man. I know (laughs) you're doing a good job, mama. This is the hardest time though, because I remember being this age and I remember how boys were at this age. So as much as I'm teaching him to protect and be aware for himself, I'm also teaching him to honor and protect girls because I didn't have boys at my school who did that. And I need him to be that boy. And so far he is. I've had feedback from other parents. He protects even like other boys who are being bullied. He's that kid that steps in and go, hey, don't say that to him or hey, or they're sitting by themselves at lunch. And he says, I'm going to come sit with you. Like he's that kid. And I'm so proud of that. He has such a big heart. He's so compassionate and he notices when people need help. I love that about him. That is the effect of conscious parenting, conscious mommying, a hundred percent. This kid. Because my child's a girl and she tries to protect all of her friends. And I'm like, I don't know if that's your job, but that's super cute. But I love it. (laughs) Even protecting the boys. She's like, what? Why do they make fun of him for wearing a pink shirt every day? He likes pink. And I'm like, yes, baby. Protect. This is how it will change. Child by child, little by little. Yeah. Drop in the ocean. Our acknowledgement of the world around us and our work on ourselves absolutely trickles down into our kids, which trickles into their friendships, which I mean, we're, it's just a new frontier right now. Thank God. Thank God. And it's because we have the upbringing we have that we're aware of it. So thank God for that too. You know, as much as I've complained about it in my life, I'm so grateful for all of it. Me too. The ups and the downs. What advice would you give a new mom? Obviously, get a doula, get a midwife. Get a midwife. Don't get pulled into the hustle and the. You know, I would say do what works for you. Quite honestly, I know what worked best for me. But some people really do need the support that a hospital provides. Some people really do need to have that ability to know they can get relief from the pain. Not everybody, you know, everybody can't do what everybody does. I get that. And so, be gentle with yourself. Whatever you choose. However it happens, once you have this beautiful new life in your hands, that's when the, 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 the work can really begin that makes the biggest difference. I know I did things right. I think the things I did made a huge difference in the kind of child I had. But I don't think that means if you don't do those things, you ruin your baby. That's never been my, you know, right. So everybody's way is the right way for them. And I honor and appreciate that. I will say to remember that your skin on skin contact with your child, not just right after birth. I do skin on skin right now with my son appropriately. Like I'll have on clothes and just let his belly touch my belly or just put my, but skin on skin is how our bodies communicate. And so when your baby is sick, when my son was sick, I used to just put him skin on skin and hold him there. When he had fever, your body will regulate your baby's temperature. Like you are brilliantly made. And there is a divine design that matches, that works together, right? That you can harness. You don't have to just immediately give them medicines. You can let their bodies figure it out. Their bodies are stronger when they're allowed to do that in the end. Um, so I'd say, look at the natural ways of doing things first and, and then choose what works best for you and your family. What is your theme song? <laughs> Mama, what uh, in Ananda's head? What gets you turned up yo honestly i don't want to make this all about me but since you asked me it's all about you sam song that happened at the last rainbow jam we do rainbow the rainbow room the one on sunset every first thursday there was one that happened at the last one that i repeat over and over it's one of those not really rare for us but one of those moments where it all just came together and almost a full song came out and it is beautiful and i don't know where my lyrics came from but i love i've been playing that over and over and over because I just love it. And it's a shitty live recording from my phone just sitting there, but 
I love this song. It doesn't have a name. It don't even, you can't Give even it to find me. it. Come on, I, I, I gotta send it. I don't know what, I mean. You, you can't know. sing it? Come on, sis. No, because it's jam. It's all live. It's all made up. It's all improv. It's all impromptu right then, which is why it's like magic when it all comes together and you really hear a real song come out of it. And then we don't remember it after. Nobody can remember it. If I hadn't recorded it, we would have forgotten all about it. That's how live is. It's like, you're not doing it to save it. You're doing it to do it. And once you do it, it's gone. <laughs> so if you didn't record it somehow, I don't know what to tell you, which is why I started recording stuff with my phone. But it was so, you know, it was just that moment. Like music has been such a big thing in my life. And to finally have found my voice has been really freeing and healing. It's been a huge part of my healing, my Jam Nation family. They're, they're really great musicians that just want to do it for the sake of doing it. and that changes everything when there's no motivation to try to bottle it and sell it involved yeah yeah yeah. create and that's it that's where it ends you know and so it plays in my head but unfortunately it will never play anybody else okay well you're gonna have to give us a song we know too okay um do that because i so hear you on the once it becomes commodified is that the word yeah, I, I accept it. So it's a word now. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, because I so enjoyed Clubhouse before yes. it got greedy. Earned it. Right. And see how money corrupts? It's trash. Yeah. It's people's desire to do anything for money to corrupt. For money itself, I love. Money is a good friend of mine. I love, love. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let, let's be clear with the universe. We love money. Love it. Bring more of your own. <laughs> if anybody need, you, you want to bless anybody, bless us. We're going to do the right thing with it. We're going to have villages. Hello. Don't you want single moms to have villages around the land? Pour it down. Pour it down. <laughs> or on me, baby. You know, I want to answer your question. I just don't know how, because I, I listen to the same stuff over and over. And that said, I still am listening to Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. I'm still listening to Jill Scott, uh, who is Jill Scott. I'm still listening <laughs> to Warren Hill, um, Miss Education. I mean, I'm still listening to all my classics. And I've gotten into a couple of new things. I actually really love my rap. Like, you know, I mean, you know, I was like rap queen in the 90s. So I really love this new album Buster Rhymes put out, the Extinction Level event too. I think there's some beautiful, like amazing songs in there. I work out to that. And I really, really enjoy, what's her name? Arya Star. She has that song that's like, then uh my river so i just downloaded that i mean there's there's some good new stuff but i'm just oh i'm old school i'm old head so i just 90. i've always loved please tell me you listen to Cree summer put me on game i didn't even know she had an album out and i love her so let me go listen to that ananda i'm missing things i know i am i'm in my own little bubble what tell me send me show me it's from the 90s oh <laughs> it's from it's from the early 2000s oh my God. and Lenny Kravitz produced it. And it is bomb. Wow. It's like one of my, like, you know, those albums, like we listen to Alanis, we listen to NDRRE, we listen to Scott, we listen to Erica Badu. Erica Badu. Mama Mama Gun is on my thing too. Pre-Summer is in that family. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go down. It's on Apple Music, right? Okay. So I'm going to go download that as soon as we're done. Thank you for putting me up on game. Yes, Ananda is still battling stage three breast cancer, but every day she gets healthier and healthier. She is feeding her body what it needs. She is allowing herself to be led by what her body needs, not the other way around. There are no bandages here. There are no quick fixes. This is 360. Let me, let me rejuvenate my cells. Let me explore all the ways 
all the ways to beat this thing. Well, she breaks it down a little bit for us. And I got to tell you, when we explore around this monolithic notion that there's only one way to fight something, that if, you know, you cut yourself, you had to go to this doctor to heal yourself this way. And and I love that she is just saying, no, there are other ways. And I'm going to do my own research and I'm going to figure out what my body actually needs in order to triumph. Listen, the connection between not sleeping enough at the right times and breast cancer is undeniable and plentiful. You set yourself up for a bad outcome when you don't because your body creates melanin between 11 p.m. and 4.30 a.m. And that's it. And if any light hits your eyes, whatever melanin you've created gets destroyed and the process stops. Melanin is one of the hormones our body uses to kill cancer in the natural way. We all have cancer. It's just to what level do you have cancers that are developing and your immune system is strong enough and being able to identify it quick enough to go, oh, no, you don't belong here. Let's go. That's what happens with most people. But over time, when you wear out your body's ability to do that and you take away the things that are part of the mechanisms of it doing that, the outcome is going to be what it is if you take away anything that something needs to do. Yeah, it doesn't work. So it's a matter of time. People are living longer, so we're seeing more cancers because it's a it's a it's a time issue disease, right? Where your body has more time to develop this and you're not doing the right thing or anything to prevent it. And now you have these outcomes in our ages because we've had all this time to beat our bodies up. And so I mean, literally uh, the stuff I've learned, girl, in the last three years has transformed my existence. And I'm better off because of it, also more limited because of it. I can't just stay up all night. But now I know I'm doing the right thing. And I just had to shift. I had to go, I, yeah, I love being a night owl. I love it. All those reasons. I love it. But now I just have to get up at, you know, six or seven and start my day and get it in because my, my, my life actually depends on it. I love that. It is, you know, but oh. don't go to the hard way, girl. Start going to bed. <laughs> go to bed. Go to bed. It's really hard. But, but you know what? I just want to say thank you. I've held you for an hour and a half of a brilliant conversation. I love talking to you. I love connecting with you. Thank you for being part of our Mama Stay tribe, our collective of momming, AF of these incredible moms that are conscious loving, conscious living, conscious eating. Conscious healing and conscious mommying. Thank you. I love you. and I adore you. Blessings, continued blessings, continued healing, mama. Yes, it's coming. It's happening. It's, it's happening now. Now, every moment. Every, every moment. moment. And, <laughs> and so it is, Ashe. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Much I love. love you, I, do, I, I adore you. you. Keep doing it. Come on. Of course. you love her too. She's just all the things. And I want to quickly end this by holding space that all of us can hold space together. We are so powerful when we intentionally join our energy for a certain cause, for a common cause. And right now, I would like to take a couple seconds for us to put our minds on our sis Ananda and helping her heal and empowering her and holding space for her to keep going, to keep doing all the things that she needs. What I admire as a woman is somebody who's like, oh, that's not good for me. Then I'm not going to eat it anymore. See, I'm that girl. Oh, drinking alcohol isn't good for me. My body doesn't like it. My liver doesn't like it. Well, I'm not going to drink anymore. 
I'm not one of those people that's enslaved by habits. I'm not one of those people that's enslaved by what society tells me is the cool thing to do. I admire the shit out of Ananda for that. She is all about and 100% down with her healing. Give it a moment. Let's align our energy. Let's give Ananda our love and pray for her. You got this, sis. So excited to be on the planet at the same time as you. And can't wait for you to write this book so that you can help not just yourself, which is the most important, but also spread the knowledge to people in the community, people across the land. You are a beautiful leader. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, thank you, Jenny Media, for rocking with me. Remember, you need to get in touch with me, then email me, mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail.com. You can always slide up in my DMs. Don't forget to go on. Right now, my website has been fully renovated. All you have to do is go to tanikaray.com and the podcasts are right there. Make sure you subscribe, like, rate. I want to hear all the things. Much love to you guys. Really take care of yourselves moving into the school year. Here we go. (laughs) Much love and we'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, Rusa and Mama stay. <laughs>